Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, hello there. Welcome to another edition of Healthy Choices. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and clinical nutritionist, and ready to answer your questions today about your health. We're broadcasting off-site today out of Houston, Texas, the site of one of the largest compounding pharmacy international conferences to as an annual event, 35 years annual event, talking about innovations in pharmacy and also clinical pharmacy. So we're excited to be to be part of this conference here in Houston. We're at, and again, we're able to answer any of your questions today about the topics today. Our, our phone number again is 877-956-9566, or you can text us anytime at 512 512- Two one nine zero seven two four for your listeners that uh, may not want to be on the air but want their questions to be heard and we'll take any of your questions today. Our we have a an outstanding guest, Dr. John Hernandez. He's an integrative medicine physician out of Austin, Texas. He relocated his practice from San Antonio, and he's no stranger to radio and, and television, and we're really excited to have him on our show today. And his topic that he's going to talk to us about is getting your energy back. And this is this is one of the, uh, as a pharmacist for many years, we always, always, always hear the question, how do I get my energy back? And so that's why we, we've invited John to be on our show today. John, welcome to Healthy Choices. Good to talk to you again, Ray. Well, well, John, we've known each other for for many years, and I've always marveled of how talented you are as a as an integrative medicine physician with many many disciplines of of background of understanding. You you don't do it the most traditional way. You have a you have a gift to be able to look at people, listen to people, to really be able to understand what's going on. Correct. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and your check is in the mail. So <laughs> okay. <that>. <laughs> well, for our listeners today, we're going to have a little bit of fun today, and we're also going to teach you some, some things that you probably haven't heard anywhere else. Right, John? Well, that sounds good. I'm looking to really make this very valid and relevant, and the reason we're talking about energy is you and I discussed, Ray, is that is one of the most common complaints that healthcare professionals and uh, you yourself as a pharmacist probably hear almost on a daily basis. And the, if you really think about it, what do most chronic health problems have in common, whether it's allergies, arthritis, fibromyalgia, digestive problems, diabetes or blood sugar issues, poor memory or brain fog, what do they have in common? Typically, it's most of those people, if you're one of those listening right now live, you might say, I do have low energy with that. And it's a common feature, and that's one reason. It's not a disease. Low energy is not a disease, but it's such a common symptom that really uh, makes people miserable in terms of how they feel at their job or uh, not fully being able to live the quality of life they want in their personal life, their relationships, on their vacations, maybe falling asleep when they don't want to be falling asleep, things like that. So part of what we want to do is begin to explore what are some things 
things that the listeners could do for themselves if they have a problem with energy? Maybe it's not so low that they can't get out of bed, but maybe it's they know it should be better than it is. I wish, Ray, that we had a test to do blood work and say, what is your energy level for real, and and quantify it and, and have exact things. But we all know what we mean when we say we have low energy or my energy is not as good as it could be. And people who have very severe energy deficits, maybe they have trouble getting up in the morning, or maybe they're having trouble remembering people's names as part of that whole syndrome of low energy, forgetfulness, brain fog. And it can be due to, again, a lot of different things. So that's what we're going to talk about today is what are some of the causes of, of, of this low energy in terms of the underlying root causes that you have the power to con- control and fix yourself. Uh, and there may be some things, of course, that you'll have to see your physicians for as well uh, or your healthcare providers. But that's what I'd like to do, Ray. Um, how does that sound to you? Well, it's a, it, that's great. I think I want well, our listeners to know that our phones are open to uh, get a chance to talk to Dr. Hernandez here. Our phone numbers, again, is 877-956-9566, or you could text us at 512-219-0724. And, and Dr. Hernandez, as an integrative medicine physician, you've treated uh, patients uh, mm-hmm. for, for so many years. You have a unique perspective on uh, and, and energy. And one of the things that you wanted to educate our, our listeners on is a, a bodily system called the mitochondria. That, That's right. That the body is the main energy source or furnace that when you start to understand where the energy starts from and all the factors that contribute to that mitochondria or furnace working correct. That's that's the, the the root cause of where this all starts, right? You know, it's going to turn out to be a very hot topic over these next few years. I predict we're going to find that a lot of chronic illnesses that have low energy have a common denominator of having a reduction in this fancy word that you said, Ray, mitochondria. And um, you don't have to know how to spell that or anything, but in simple terms, think of it as the powerhouse or the generator of energy in Inside your trillions of cells in your body. All of our bodies are made of trillions or at least multiple billions of cells. And these cells inside, how do they work? And again, you mentioned, Ray, that we are integrative physicians. I'm an integrative physician. That means I blend conventional medicine with natural medicine. And the reason for that, just very briefly, so the, the listeners kind of have a background on who, who I am and where we're trying to come from. We are very much in favor of conventional medicine when necessary, but many times for chronic illnesses such as diabetes or arthritis, the the solutions are to treat the symptom, meaning you can get a pain pill, but the pain pill doesn't solve, cure the arthritis. Or you can get a blood pressure pill, but the blood pressure doesn't cure it. You're on it pretty much for the rest of your life is what you're told. And sometimes that may be necessary. However, for many chronic illnesses, we now know that we can get to what we call the root cause of illness. And I do wish that medications would solve all of our health problems. But I think if they did, Ray, the United States should be the number one healthiest country in the entire world, and everyone should be walking around without any problems if it worked 100%. Of course, it doesn't, so we're always going to continue to explore better ways to use conventional medicine and medications. However, the root causes for most 
challenges that people have that are chronic. And by chronic, that just means you they you tend to have them a long time. Something that's not chronic is if you break a God forbid, a hip, when you fall off a ladder or something, that's an acute or a very sudden condition that you need to go to the emergency department, and thank goodness we've got orthopedic surgeons and painkillers and surgery that can take care of it and fix that. That's not a chronic thing. That's an acute injury. Or a heart attack is something that's acute and needs emergency-type care. I'm very glad we have the system we have for that. But for the people that are walking around with blood sugar issues, high blood pressure, your low energy, all these things. The root causes can be related to underlying nutritional things, lifestyle things. And one of the factors that's going to be the connection between conventional medicine and these more root cause issues, as well as biochemistry, as you as a pharmacist being a biochemist, it's going to be this mitochondria or this energy generator called the mitochondria that's in all your cells or most of your cells of your body. That means you have a lot of them in your heart muscle because it has to pump all the time. You have a lot in your muscles. So if you tend to get muscle aches, maybe you have a mitochondrial malfunction or dysfunction. If you can't think straight or you notice that your energy wanes in the afternoon, it could be mitochondrial or other things. There's other factors we'll go into, but since we're starting with the mitochondria, this is the cutting edge uh, thing that I think people are going to be hearing about over these next year, two years, three years uh, as a common feature that needs to be corrected. So what would be uh, some of the causes that could mess with your power generators in your body that could make you feel tired, have trouble getting up in the morning, aches, aches and pains, things like this? But one of those causes could be your diet. Well, and yeah, your diet ahead, is, is, a, is a huge factor. And one of the things before you get, we get into the diet, I know that you wanted to mention, you mentioned medications. And a lot of people yes. are, are taking medications more than ever. And I've talked many times on the show about stacking medications. Mm-hmm. It, it seems that with the drug nutrient depletions of those prescription medications and those side effects of those medications, could you maybe just just briefly touch on how those different prescription drugs are impacting our mitochondria and maybe causing the low energy? Yeah. Uh, that's a great point, Ray, and, and that's absolutely correct. So let's talk about some of the common medications because they are definitely something you would want to speak to your healthcare uh, provider about, your physician, if you're on some of the medications I'm going to mention to you that are commonly associated with lower energy due to the effects that they have on your mitochondria or your own power generators. One of those is the medication known as beta blockers, that's a blood pressure medicine. So some blood pressure medicines are known to affect energy levels and make people feel tired. And a lot of times patients will notice this. They'll be on they'll they'll be fine and then they'll start a medication and they'll realize, Well, I feel like my energy is dropping. Right. A second type of medication uh that people need to be aware of is cholesterol lowering drugs, particularly the what they call the statin drugs. Um, that are common for lowering cholesterol. They are well known to cause problems in addition to the mitochondria, but it is definitely one of the most important things. And as you know, Ray, one of the things we can do if you feel, if you and your doctor feel you have to be on that medication and there's no way around it, you can actually help neutralize some of the deficiency created by the medication that creates the low energy. And that's CoQ10. 
which you and I have probably talked about a hundred times, I'll bet, in the past over the years. Sure. Um, but uh, So there are solutions to that. But if you're on a medication, the best solution is to see about getting your cholesterol down in other ways. And that's a topic for another day. Many of us now know that there's way more to heart disease and strokes and things right. than just cholesterol elevation. And I'll bet you've talked about that on your... Well, what we uh, have, and you know, that mm-hmm. there's these depletions from, nutrient depletions from these prescription drugs, and some, like you just mentioned, blood pressure medications, cholesterol medications, mm-hmm. reduce the energy. But also there's this huge classification of drugs called these proton pump inhibitors or the purple pills that we see commercial after commercial. I think there's one commercial about every 15 minutes, 24 hours a day, educating people as to what's trying to market these classification of drugs that have, we're coming out with some serious side effects now, correct? Right. Now, you're getting me started on one of my favorite topics, but uh, yes, the proton pump inhibitors or the acid blockers that we see so commonly advertised on television for heartburn and, and things, the idea behind it is a lot of people feel they have too much acid, and if you take these acid blockers um, that come on TV, what happens is you, you, you can eat whatever you want, and it doesn't bother you. Right. The problem is they're designed to block a natural function of your body, and that's your stomach's ability to make stomach acid so that you can digest and break apart your food to absorb it properly. So it does definitely get rid of the acid by a very large amount, but it causes all kinds of problems that both certainly indirectly could affect the mitochondria or your energy levels. Because when you take these acid blockers, what What's, what you're not aware of, perhaps, is that by lowering the stomach acid, you're not going to absorb the minerals from your food, like calcium and magnesium. And many of these are used in generating energy in your body. So that's one way that it could uh, uh, decrease that. Another way, from my perspective, from an integrative perspective, is by lowering all that stomach acid, you're going to get uh, less uh, let's call it disinfection of the food. That strong stomach acid is designed to not only break down the food, but it also tends to bring down the level of bacteria and everything else that are coming through your food and your mouth and whatnot. Um, there are, of course, many good bacteria called probiotics that many people are becoming aware of. But what can happen over time is it changes the environment by lowering your stomach acid in your intestines. And then you start to can get an overgrowth potentially of, of bad bacteria uh, that, that can then create problems, not in one day, but over months to years. And we, we both know, Ray, that uh, the proton pump inhibitors, these acid blockers, are associated with an increased risk of fractures in your body, bone breaks in your body if you take it. Um, and you probably know the stats uh, even better than myself, but we, we definitely know that there are issues uh, with those. So could they... And, and also cardiovascular disease. There's some new research that has just been studies that have just been published that it has a role in increasing cardiovascular disease. And again, for our listeners, if you want to get in on this conversation and talk to Dr. Hernandez, uh, call us at 877-956-9566. You're listening to Healthy Choices as we're talking about how to get your energy back. And and, uh, Dr. Hernandez is going through some of these drugs that have these contributing factors to reduce the energy is 
and people try to understand why do I need, why is why I don't have any energy is it's not that five hour energy or Red Bull is the answer, right, Doctor Hernandez? Right. It may help us temporarily, but it's sort of like a horse. If you keep forcing it to go fast by making it go fast, like in, when you see in those horse races, and they're kind of beating the side of that horse. Right. It's it's the same way. Eventually, you're just going to run out of energy. You're not going to have. You're going to use up all your bank account, and you, you, even the loans are gone, and your car is going to come to a stop, no matter how much you want to keep going. <laughs> so so yeah. So getting energy back naturally would be something we're going to be talking about. You know, other really quick other medications people can be thinking about that could be causing low energy would be some of the antidepressants like fluoxetine, which is uh, commonly known as Prozac. Some people know it as Prozac or amitriptyline, commonly known as Elevil. That's an older one. Um, other things that we are commonly used, things like what we call non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or things like uh, aspirin or acetaminophen, which is Tylenol. That's not a non-steroidal, but Tylenol also is known to reduce energy at the mitochondrial level. Possibly even naproxen, or if you've heard of naproxen or Aleve, and others as well. In addition, certain antibiotics are known to actually block the mitochondria. Without getting too technical, the mitochondria kind of have their own unique system inside your cells. They're almost almost like a living cell within a within a cell. Some people think that the origin of it might have been from another bacteria many many moons ago that's living in our body. And some of these antibiotics, such as tetracycline or minocycline, if you've taken those, are known to be directly toxic to the mitochondrial um, energy production. So that's another thing to keep in mind, uh, both short-term and long-term. Steroids, if you've been on prednisone or uh, what what they call methylprednisolone is more the generic name for it, uh, that can cause that. Sometimes people get on that for sinus or allergy issues or uh, autoimmune conditions. That over time can start to affect things. Things, uh, as well. So that, that should give at least an overview for your listeners of different types of medicines that they may be on, some of the more common ones that could, they, want, they may want to discuss with their doctor and see if maybe there's some other choices that could, could be chosen uh, if they're going to stay on medication that might not reduce their energy quite as much. What do you think, Ray? Any others? Well, uh, you know, I think the, the, we also talked about metformin, some of the anti-diabetic drugs. Oh, yeah. Or, or, you know, if you start looking at the categories we just talked about, you talked about blood pressure medication, you talked about cholesterol medication, some proton pump inhibitors, and all the antidepressants. And you're looking at the 80% of the drugs that people are taking in without even talking about the diabetes medications. So there's a wonder why that there's a long line at the Starbucks all day long because people are trying to figure out how to wake up. Right, right, right. It's not, I'm glad it's you not mentioned the answer. That, but that's a big one. It's not so. the answer, but, you know, just talk a little bit about some of these diabetic medications, especially metformin, of how that may be damaging the, the, our mitochondria. Yes, and without, again, getting technical, because the mitochondria are really kind of, in a way, a technical organ in that they're the powerhouse of the cell that generate energy. One of the things that I like to tell people is you're more than just of a, a, a skin and a sack of chemicals that are running around randomly. You're, you're, you're biochemical, and as pharmacists and as 
as a physician, we learned the biochemical model, and that's what drugs do. We deal with the chemistry of the body. In addition to the chemistry of the body, we have an entire electrical system of the body. Think about the heart, the EKG, electrocardiogram, the heart constantly has electricity going through it. The brain, EEG, electroencephalogram, when you see all those leads on the brain, it generates electricity. Well, all the cells also have electricalness to them. In addition, the mitochondria kind of bring together or marry the biochemistry and the electrical charge. So some of these medications literally sort of uh, uh, makes the battery go dead in your body's cells, so to speak, so that your mitochondria can't generate the uh, substance known as ATP. ATP is the ingredient that is like, if you will, uh, gasoline for a car, to, the fuel to get the car going. And in our bodies, it's ATP. And the mitochondria make 95% of your physical energy. But you, if you get this these problems where the electrical system and the biochemistry system go out of whack, you get a short circuit like you would in a house or something like that or a fuse blows, um, if we want to use that analogy, then you're not going to get the same results that you would get otherwise. And that's how the metformin can work by, by kind of uh, making it hard to actually produce energy uh, by interfering with that energy production as well. So again, uh, talk to your doctor. Metformin is also known to deplete certain B vitamins. And B vitamins also turn out to be very important. So if you're deficient in B vitamins, let's say you're under stress, you've got a rough rough day at work or you've had a rough week or a rough year or stress from anything will deplete B vitamins more rapidly. And if you lose uh, access to some of these B vitamins like B1 or thiamine and B12, a lot of people know B12 will give you energy, um, or some of these other ones like B6, they are used in the powerhouse of the cell to help also generate energy. It's like there's an entire world and factory going on inside your body at this microscopic level that is impacting you at your daily level. And, it and, work? and you know, we, we've talked a lot about uh, a little bit of gloom and doom of all the things that we do to destroy our mitochondria and to get our energy back. And we want our listeners to realize that we're going to spend the next half of our show talking about the solutions, how you can That's make right. changes to your diet, what nutrients you need to ingest, and also maybe some lifestyle uh, changes that you can make that uh, is also contributing uh, to this. And our, our phone number is 877-956-9566. You're listening to Healthy Choices, Dr. John Hernandez, an integrative medicine physician from Austin, Texas. And you can also text us your any of your questions during our shows, 512-219-0724. And in our, it just, we got a couple of minutes before we, we, we go to our, our break. And I wanted to throw out uh, some topics Dr. Hernandez, that we're going to come back and touch on it. Good. Uh, these the this last election, we found a lot of medical marijuana laws changed that is going to allow medical marijuana and recreational marijuana. And I wanted to get your opinion on how that's going to affect our mitochondria because nobody's talking about that. But uh, it, that's why people listen to our shows because it's topics that uh, – that is informs people on a, on a clinical basis, and also we see that 
Alzheimer's is, is rising due to our Western diet, and this is this mitochondria depletion is contributing to Alzheimer's. And we'll, we'll we'll talk on that topic and any of these other topics that you may want to uh, mm-hmm. call into us. And you know, as we get into this season of our time zone, our vitamin D levels are dropping. And that also has a contributing factor. And is it really, how much do we really need? And, you know, I, th- I think, Dr. Nenez, if we, we just, we have just a second here. Sure. Can you think about any other areas in, in our foods that, are, that would be probably your number one food that you have to be able to, to consume to really help uh, uh, nurture our mitochondria? Well, that that's a good question. The number one food to 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 uh, nurture it is going to be something along the lines of, of I would think a green drink or a green juice. In other words, uh, getting some vitamins and minerals. Your fruits and your vegetables, in particular, uh, if they're well grown, fruits and vegetables. And of course, we tend to promote organic, but uh, it could be other things. Let's talk about. Uh, I know we're going to break soon, but when you come back, I'm going to give you the number one stressor food-wise on the the physical body in terms of energy.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Welcome back. You're listening to Healthy Choices. I'm your host, Ray Solano, a clinical pharmacist and clinical nutritionist. And we're ready to answer your questions about your health. Uh, Give us a call or text us. Uh, at 512-219-0724, and you've got our phone number is 877-956-9566. And we're talking to Dr. John Hernandez, integrative medicine physician out of Austin, Texas, and his topic today is how to get your energy back. And we spent the first half of our show talking about all the things that decrease our energy through this energy or furnaces in our body called mitochondria, how important they are. And the drugs that we take, many of the blood pressure medication, cholesterol medications, uh, proton pump inhibitors or, or acid blockers, how all these drugs have an influence on that by reducing our energy. And we're going to spend the last half of this hour giving solutions and with nutrients and lifestyle changes that can improve your energy. But before we do that, Dr. Hernandez, we've got a caller. We've got Dwayne from Maryland. Uh, Dwayne, welcome to our show today. How are you doing today? I do. We're doing great. How can we help you? Um, I had a, a heart valve to start in 2007. Then I had a desiccation of the heart valve where it um, had to be replaced in 2013. And and the problem I have is that I'm taking I'm taking warfarin at night. I'm taking like three or four different high blood pressure during the day. I work out. I do what I have to do. But it seemed like after in 2013, um, after I worked out and everything, then I had to get a stent in my leg and get the dissertation. So I'm, like, confused on how could I lose the weight when um, they're saying that if I work out too much, I can get another dissertation with my um, with the heart valve. Well, Dr. Hendez, it sounds like you have, uh, Dwayne's got a number of issues here. Maybe you can uh, peel back some things that can help him. I'm not sure I caught your whole thing, but let me just summarize it for you so I I make sure I understood you right. You had a heart valve replaced, an aortic valve replaced in 2007, and then again in 2013. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Is it a mechanical valve then? Is it one because you said you're on warfarin, which is a blood thinner for, uh, so we can help the other listeners as well. Um, That that uh, is how I understand it. And your question now is that in addition to that, you have a stent in your leg, which means they had to bypass one of your legs because the circulation was compromised. And you're trying to work out, but you're trying to lose weight. Is this water weight? Is it like your legs are real swollen, as if you have water weight, or is this weight as in you feel like you're getting overweight with too much excess uh, fat and tissue like that. I think that is just excess weight because I've been at 280 mm-hmm. for the longest, and um, when I talked to my when I talked to my PCP back in the days, mm-hmm. he told me that you know a lot of the problems to your aorta valve. He was like, you had a murmur, but he was like, I really think that by you taking androgel kind of kind of brought a problem to that. But, ah, you know, got that, it. That's mm-hmm. in the past. But what I'm getting at is 
I'm on three or four high blood pressure pills, taking warfarin at night, and there's no natural substance, no herb, or is there one of the drugs I'm taking, like the lodipine or the um, the mm-hmm. aspirin or the... Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's two other drugs I'm taking. I, I can't think of their name right now. Okay. One with a B, and, and the other one is Lasart. Well, certain. Okay. Excellent. Well, let me try to give you a start because it's kind of a complicated case. Mash, real quick, what is your age? 49. 39? Yeah. 3-9. Okay. And uh, are you allergic to any medicines? No. Yeah, yeah. I'm allergic to um, um, that pain medicine that makes you go crazy. <laughs> I forgot the oh. name of it. Um, Maybe Okay. After I did the surgery. Well, and, uh, first thing, yes. first thing I want to thank you for calling and sharing with us. First thing I want to share for Dwayne and for all the listeners listening out there, and it was exactly what I wanted to make when we came back, but because you heard us talk about, we were going to talk about a green drink, and the one time I would I would be careful about that, especially, and I would ask anybody who's going to, to listen to any of this, of course, to discuss it with your physician, because you're on warfarin, which is a blood thinner, and that blood thinner is required because of your aortic valve, so it does doesn't your blood doesn't thicken and clot up and cause you have a problem. Here's the deal. Some of the heart doctors, the cardiologists, um, don't want you to be don't want you to have fruits and vegetables or green green juices, in other words, vegetable juices, because it has natural ingredients in them that can reverse the warfarin. It's called it's called vitamin K. And yeah. warfarin, yeah, works by avoiding vitamin K. So you would definitely uh, need to ask them, and they would either have to monitor you more closely, or you know, you might want to talk to them, Dwayne. Also, there's some other newer medications out there that don't uh, require you to limit your vegetables and fruit. It's kind of a catch-22 with the with the warfarin because at one level you wanna you wanna eat healthier to get healthier because one way you get your health back, Dwayne, and lose weight is to start eating healthier, not eating as junky of foods. The big foods to avoid would be sugars, of course, that's sweets and fast foods, um, and things like breads and pastas have a lot of sugar in them. In addition, uh, you would want to try to try to uh, also get more vegetables if you could and you weren't on warfarin. Uh, so talk to your doctor about other choices. There's about two or three other medication blood thinners that are not warfarin that don't require you to monitor your blood so close. And you may have a complicated situation, but you can discuss that with them, and that would allow you to start doing some healthier food choices and not have your cardiologist get nervous that you were – uh, eating vegetables that have vitamin K, like broccoli and kale and cauliflower, or doing green juices that could make you worse. So that's the first thing. Are you having any energy issues? Um, not really. I used to play football in the past and and basketball, and you know I still got that energy, but I just got that add-on weight, and it just seemed like man, is one of these drugs, is they a steroid or something? Mm-hmm. Why is I maintaining the same way? I'm drinking a lot of water. I mm-hmm. drink the um, LASIK pill if I got too much water on my heart. And it's just like, you know, just like you're going up and down. And I'm really, and I don't want no operation to, uh, to, um, to, to lower my, to reduce my stomach size. 
so that I can yes. lose the weight like that. I don't want that because, you know, I only had a 1% chance with the last operation to live. So, yes. you know, I well, just me, don't want to play Russian roulette with my heart no more. Right. Well, let me tell you also the Lasix, for you and the listeners. Lasix is a fluid pill that's really commonly used if you get if you retain too much fluid or your heart doesn't work that well. There's two things I will tell you. Lasix, uh, the fluid pill, will cause you to lose a lot of extra magnesium and potassium and other minerals in your urine. And if you get low on minerals, that can affect your, your, your weight or your metabolism, so it's harder to lose weight. The way the mitochondria are related to the weight. The, the energy centers is they burn fat. That's literally what it likes to burn, uh, to be honest, which is fat as well. And so you, you want to make sure they're checking and making sure you're getting enough um, magnesium and potassium. And they know there's tests they can do, blood tests, to see if they need to give you a little extra so that you've got the ability to metabolize your calories a little better. That would be another way to do it um, as well. So talk to your doctor about your Lasix. Talk to them about your your warfarin so that you can make better food choices. One of the ways for you to lose weight is to eat better food choices, and that's going to be more vegetables, um, you know, uh, healthy vegetables. But you can't do that with your warfarin until you talk to your doctor because of the what we talked about. I hope that's been a little helpful, uh, Dwayne. I know it didn't solve all your problems, but I'm trying to give you some directions to head with your with your doctor because I know you're in a very tough situation over there. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate it. And I want to ask you one more thing before I leave. Um, okay. for the, they got this new drug that I keep hearing from different cardiologists on the radio called L-ARG, I believe. I, something to build up your energy to help you, like, for sex and things like that nature that build up your energy. Um um, well, I don't think it's. I'm going to ask my cardiologist. I, I think I, I think I would. L-arginine is that what he's thinking? All right. Yeah. I, I think it's yeah. L-arginine, but it's really important, Dwayne. You know, for people that are on a number of different medications, like yourself, with some complicated cases, that make sure you you deal with professional uh, supplements that ha- or have the purities and they have the the actual ingredients that are listed on the label actually are. In the in there at the correct levels and don't have any other byproducts that could cause complications for you. It's it's it's, it's really important uh, to choose uh, these professional manufacturers. And you go to our website, Healthy Choices XM, to see some of those manufacturers. Also, also, John, Dr. Hernandez has his website as well that may be able to you know make these choices, but be really careful about where you're buying these items from. Dwayne, I hope that answers your your questions, and we appreciate you giving us a call today, and feel free to give us a call anytime. And Dwayne? And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and your show is awesome, and I'm learning a lot. Thank you for helping keeping us safe and healthy. Well, that's great, and I believe... Uh, we have another caller, Robert, Tennessee, is calling. Uh, Robert, welcome to Healthy Choices. Well, thank you for taking my call. Well, uh, Robert, how can we help you today? Um, well, I think I've got a multitude of issues that uh, are just directly related. One, uh, a couple of years ago, I had some blood work done, and the doctor said my testosterone levels were low, mm-hmm. and he put me on a gel, mm-hmm. but I had uh, read right? some stuff about 
I'm sorry. Andrew Gell, I believe. Andrew Gell. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, he put me on uh, on that, and uh, it just really made me uh, perk me up. I had all kinds of energy and that kind of stuff, but I'd read mm-hmm. that there's some side effects that may be not so good uh, as far as your mm-hmm. prostate and those types of things. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing I was having some issues with uh, uh, prostatitis, so I quit taking that. And so I stay fatigued constantly. And then um, another issue I have is I have acid reflux really bad, and I'm on a real heavy dose of Dexalant, 60 milligrams a day. And uh, I was also at the same time taking 40 milligrams of Omeprazole. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's depleted all of my magnesium uh, basically on my system because I started having PVCs after that. So they put me on, I believe it was metoprolol. Mm-hmm. Uh, to offset the PVC, so it just seems like it's an endless chain of one thing after another. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. Does that all seem like that could be related? Or uh, yes, uh, yes, absolutely. This would be a classic case of what we're talking about: of one symptom leads to another, and a discontinuing of therapy for men that are on testo- uh, that low energy levels that do have low testosterone levels. It's the proper treatment or the proper dosage is so critical to be able to raise that, so you don't have those side effects. Uh, uh, Dr. Hernandez, this is a classic case. How would you handle it uh, in yeah. your office? Your practice? Several things. Let me. Uh, he, he, you have several things going on, Robert. Thanks for sharing all that with us. Um, the first thing I will tell you in terms of your androgel, and this may be a little different than other practitioners and other hormone. Uh, people are out there. We try very hard to first allow the body to correct its own testosterone. Testosterone is a hormone. Androgel is the testosterone, and it's a hormone. Um, of course, we think of it as a male hormone, uh, even though we do know that females also need testosterone for proper sex drive as well. They just don't need as much as men. But if you get a little too much in your system, it's like playing loud rock music, whatever your favorite song is. If you were to listen to your favorite song 24-7, uh, turned up for uh, a week or even a month, I think you would probably not like the song too much. And that's what sometimes happens to us with the hormones. We start to give our body a little too much of that one hormone when it wants a variety and it doesn't want it always at that loud volume, if you will. So what it'll start doing is taking that androgel and converting that testosterone into into things like uh, called DHT, which is another form of testosterone called dihydrotestosterone, and also into estrogens. So sometimes, I don't know, did you develop any man boobs or anything like that? Did you notice? I, I, I actually did, and I started uh-huh. having tenderness in one of my breasts. Yes. And uh, I went to the doctor, and uh, they did a, a MRI on my, on my brain, said there might have been some uh, gland in there that was causing it, but I quit taking the uh, testosterone, all that cleared up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I do have uh, severe muscle cramps mm-hmm. uh, constantly, and that's just started coming on in the last couple of months. But I've been taking the Dexalan and stuff like that for about four years now. Yes, Dexalan is a very strong acid blocker, like Ray and I were talking about a little earlier. And I think you said you were taking the Omeprazole at the same time. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I hope I heard you wrong, but if you were taking Dexalan and Omeprazole, you're you're probably overdoing on the acid blockers, and you might not even need all of that. What it'll do, because your stomach acid is lower, that it is true, it will lower that, but you're right. You're not going to absorb calcium, 
likely you're not going to absorb magnesium and other other minerals that are important. You need a lot of strong stomach acid to be able to do that right. That's why they're finding that people who take these kinds of medications get weak bones and they can fracture much more easily and things like that over time. So you may want to talk to your doctor about getting to what we call root cause or why are you having all this heartburn? And of course, a lot of it can be related to what kind of foods you eat. So um, if you, you know, that means if you're eating fried foods or uh, real fast foods with a lot of sugar or processed type foods, those, your body doesn't naturally like that. We might tolerate it when we're younger. And I didn't ask you, I ask you, how young are you, Robert? I'm 48. 48. Okay, so might have been able to do that when we were 25, but as we mature in years, it gets harder for our system to take the insults, if you will. And so you might have to look at your diet a little bit and find some of the foods, the common foods that uh, can create stress on the, on the stomach and many other parts of the body are the sugar. Some people would say gluten. That's real popular right now to talk about gluten, which is in bread and pasta and things like that. And then, of course, candies and sodas will definitely do it. If, you, if you're drinking any caffeine or any alcohol, that relaxes the doorway between the stomach and the, and the eating pipe that you swallow called the esophagus. And then all that acid goes the wrong way, comes up the wrong way and creates problems. I don't know if you were having those kinds of issues, but that's what I would do is definitely talk to your doctor and, and see if you can maybe get on one of the less potent ones and still get results and maybe eventually taper off. Also talk to them about getting some magnesium and what we would call a, a mineral complex that's got minerals with it. Additionally, if you're not on blood thinners, you could do some natural you know, juicing. You could get some juice. They they may have them already made in a lot of grocery stores and natural health food stores now where you can get a, you know, 12 ounces of, of, a, of a green juice. That, those have natural food-based minerals in them. Celery juice, uh, cucumber, um, and uh, there's other ones that can, uh, even carrots to some extent, although carrots have some sugar in it, can, uh, a mixture like that uh, can really help you naturally try to get your minerals back right. up in your body like magnesium, yeah. so maybe you're not getting the cramps. You're listening I, to have a, uh, I have a juicer that I, I was using pretty consistently. Um, and I got it. I watched that fat stick nearly dead, and I bought a juicer and started doing some of that. Uh, so basically, if I'm understanding you right, do, uh, do more of a plant-based diet. More of a plant-based diet, but you can still get, in my opinion, again, this is where we would get into a history, but you can still do. We're not, we're not advocating that all you can eat is, is plants. Uh, if you eat uh, healthy protein sources such as uh, grass-fed grass-finished beef, or at least get the beef uh, that's free of hormones and antibiotics and steroids in there. Uh, get get the clean uh, chicken and the clean beef. Uh, you can have lamb or turkey in moderation. Uh, but yes, the, the foundation of it would be more more plants. That's right, more vegetables, and preferably the non-starchy vegetables. By that, I mean less potatoes, uh, less um, you know, French fries, uh, pasta would be a, a starchy food. It's not a vegetable, really, but but uh, that's a has a lot of sugar. It turns out sugar is very inflammatory to the body and will really kind of mess with the immune system and also with uh, weight and other things. Well, I, I'm um, I'm a sugar holic. Oh, there and, we go. Uh, we, we found. I've had found uh, them, didn't we? <laughs> I've had issue after issue with uh, sinuses, and um, they have. Uh, I went through a two-year period of time where I had over, you know, 
dozens of antibiotics. It seemed like every other mm-hmm. month I was going to the doctor and getting antibiotics. Then I started having all these issues with my stomach after that. Right. And that's um, right. so I've, now I've got a fungus that's growing on my head. Uh, hmm. And I, yeah. I, think all, I, I just think all this is related. I asked my doctor what he thought about, uh, you know, I'd heard a lot about candida and stuff, and he just mm-hmm. kind of laughed it off like I was stupid. Well, and, what I would um, tell you to research is, because uh, I know we, we're, we're running a little bit out of time here, but, but the uh, functional medicine, there's a thing called functional medicine, just like it sounds, F-U-N-C-T-I-O-N-A-L, functional medicine. If you'll Google that, you'll come up with some good information, and Ray might have some information for you too, about how antibiotics destroy the bacteria, the good bacteria in your intestines, and then right. kind of more resistant bacteria grow back, and then you can it can kind of cascade into a whole bunch of problems. And I think there's a lot of validity, and more and more doctors and physicians are, are learning about this functional medicine and this concept that all these antibiotics and steroids and, and sugary foods really damage our immune system and our intestines. And it turns out that about 80% of your immune system is in your intestines. Uh, a lot of people right. don't know that, but that's pretty common knowledge now and uh, kind of get going on the right track. Maybe you can work with somebody along with your doctor uh, to kind of get uh, get going on that track, and you might be surprised at how much improvement you can get. Well, before we, we right. well, we I appreciate right you taking time, the call, Doctor Hernandez. I'm sorry. Make sure if you can give us your your website information, your contact information for Robert, because he may want to be able to reference uh, your great information for our listeners. Sure. Sure, and and that'll. Uh, there's a couple of free uh, podcasts you can download right off the website. It's doctor. It's www. doctor. That's D as in David R as in Randy, and then John J O H N Hernandez H E R N A N D E Z dot com. Doctor John Hernandez dot com, and you'll get some information there. There's a couple of free uh, podcasts, especially on what is integrative medicine. How do we look at it? It's it's, uh, it's a little longer, but you can download it and listen to it on the radio while you're driving or something like that, or on your phone. Uh, you know, when you're when you got some time, and uh, hopefully that'll get you started on the right track. And, and Robert, check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. Our sponsor, Numedica, has developed a new prenuphase that helps with glucose absorption and regulation, prenuphase. Mm-hmm. It's on our website, Healthy Choices XM. It may help you with you when you do those excursions and eat too much sugar that uh, I th- find you may ha- find be very useful. That's right. Okay. So if you know you're going to get a little sugar, it will literally bind, is what I believe Ray's saying. It'll bind the sugar in your gut so you don't absorb so much of it and have a problem with it. Okay. Well, I really appreciate all your input, and uh, and I will check those sites out. Okay, great. great. Thanks a lot, Robert. Take care. Well, you know, Dr. Hernandez, we're almost out of time, and we want to make sure that we – I think our listeners, we, we the purpose of our show is to be able to educate people on the the dangers of many different types of medications stacking on top of one another because it really does cause your energy being reduced, but it's – Getting to the root cause of it is what we did on today's show, is trying to dial it back and peel back the onion as to what is happening. And and being an integrated medicine physician like yourself, you can try to get to what is causing it. And just like our listener just a few minutes ago, he was having way too much sugar in his diet, which caused all these other problems that we're stacking other medications. And that's what we want our listeners to be able to ask those hard questions, right? Right. What and is and the, it's, a, 
It's the gasoline with the fire, so to speak. You got the sugar combined with what he said. He's been on a lot of antibiotics. Right. So those antibiotics start to create a problem, and then you, you compound those problems with, with uh, suboptimal diet or things that inflame the body and get it very irritated. And then it kind of creates a whole snowball effect of problems down the road. And so they can, uh, that's part of what you have to do. It, it looks complicated, but actually, once you start unraveling it, uh, the, the thing about integrative medicine is people need to take a little bit more charge of their health and help themselves out because uh, we're really grateful for the medicines, like we said, but they're not going to cure everything. And you got to kind of take a take the health right. into your own hands and uh, change your diet and things like that. Well, Dr. Hernandez, thank you so much for being on today's show. And thank our listeners for uh, joining us today. We're going to be back next week at this time on Healthy Choices for another edition. Uh, we're going to have Dr. Gaz Agolia on show on next week for another chapter in integrative medicine and how it can really change your life. Check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com for past pod- podcasts and also some products that we're talking about on today's show. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next time.